This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everyone. Happy Dallas Cowboys Playoff Game Day to everyone. And what I want to know... And this is something that Corey started a while back, especially since it's a holiday for some folks. Could be bad, but it's not. Is, are you working today? And if so, what are you doing? 877-881-1053. Now, to go along with all of that, you've got me. radio show. Okay, thanks. That is Reginald Atatula, host of the Get Right 7 to 11, right here on The Fan. And you've got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick. The crew is here today. What I want to know to start things off, who is, now I want to say the Cowboys X Factor for tonight's wild card game, but just as an aside, and this has come out like in the last hour or so, I know it was trending in this direction, but the Bucks did activate their center, Ryan Jensen, from injured reserve. So he, this will be his season debut. And he got first team snaps during the week. He tore his knee, tore up his knee, including his ACL at the start of training camp. So the thought that he would be back this year, I guess he thought it could be the a case all along. And so he is back. He will play tonight, or he's active and available to play tonight. And given that he's gotten so many first team reps during the week, that seems like that is going to be the case. If he's, I mean, if he's playing tonight and like that's the that's the case, then they need to attack that. Yes, uh, that dude. He's yeah. not football ready. Sure, like they, they've been building him up and getting him ready to go and everything. But there's a difference. Wear that dude out. Wear him out all night long. So in the third quarter, he's like, I forgot how much conditioning matters in this thing. Sure. And then and then say and then and and that this is where. This is where lining up Mike all over the field could help a lot. You find that that is your weak spot, go and just and just push it all night long. Yeah, man. Uh go go to all the weaknesses you can find on that offensive line. Now, I was gonna ask so what I want to know from y'all while people tell us what they're up to today, 877-881-1053. Who is your Cowboys X Factor for tonight? If I may. Yes. <laughs> who will play in the game? He throws up the X. No, who will play Dante in the game? Dante Hall. I'm going to fire off Steve DeBerg. Hell yeah, Reggie. Have you booked Steve DeBerg yet? Is he coming on the show today? Xavier oh. McDaniel was called the X-Man in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. Have you booked Steve DeBerg? <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't support this. Huge Although Jackman. I guess I would like to talk to Steve DeBerg. Dak Prescott. I'm going to fire off. Does he count as an X-Factor? I'm going to fire off cut number 11. This is the person that I think is the X-Factor in tonight's game for the Cowboys. Jones and the gun back on his left. Drifts back, blitz coming. Good night. Good night, nurse. Donovan Wilson got a running start, and he beat all the traffic on the interstate, and he got off at the Daniel Jones exit. 
Daniel it, Jones is the X Factor for you tonight? No, wow. it's Donovan Wilson. Wow. Daniel Jones obviously became the X Factor. I guess playoff Saquon did yesterday as well. But I think Donovan Wilson could have a potentially huge impact on this game, whether it's giving assisted pass coverage with our cornerback crew that I know there are a lot of concerns about, or whether it's running plays just like that, where you're able to get to Tom Brady, who I know gets the ball out lightning fast, is uh, Donovan Wilson's the guy I'm going with. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go with uh, this person, Tolo Dillon, Tom Pollard. I think they meant Tony, but I'm going to go with Tony Pollard (laughs) as your X-Factor in tonight's game. You saw what Saquon Barkley's big explosive runs did for... Daniel Jones. It set up play action in a huge manner for them. And, I mean, it was even pointed out last night whenever you were dominating in the run game with Mixon and Pirine, that set up play action for Joe Burrow. And that's what's going to happen. If Tony Pollard's on the field and they can set up play action, which you know they're going to try to run the ball with Zeke. Sure. The ways they try to get the ball to Tony Pollard and let him make explosive plays that's going to be the difference maker for the Cowboys tonight if they're going to win this game. Is there a, like, I guess a realistic stat line? Thousand yards. Like, okay, see, and both that's Both receiving why. and running. Mm-hmm. Seems well, realistic to me, Mike. So, I'm going to name my X factor. Okay. All right. I'm going to get serious here. On offense, I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. That is Dak's okay. favorite target. That is his security blanket. And if Dalton Schultz can kind of work the middle of the field, the Cowboys have been a bad running team yeah. for a month now. I'm thinking, I don't know this, but I'm thinking if you can, let's just say on the first couple drives, Dalton Schultz has four catches. That would be pretty good to start the game off in the first quarter for, let's just say, 50 or 55 yards. I'm wondering if it can hold the linebackers back a little bit, and then all of a sudden there's a few more running lanes in the middle of the field for Zeke and Pollard. So my X factor on offense, without going Dak has to be the best player on the field tonight, is I'm wondering if Dalton Schultz being a good player, making early catches, can help out not only Dak and his confidence, but can help out the running game a little bit more. And it's interesting, Chris Arnold pointed out to me as well, and I'm glad that he did as part of our official pregame show, is that Donovan Wilson is the player profile with CA. So I like that. Is I like your answer as well. I'm kind of curious, and I know we'll talk about this as we go along, confidence level update in the Cowboys? I honestly am at 50-50. Okay. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay 27-24. Okay. But I've, I'm I'm flip-flopping on 27-24 Dallas, 27-24 Tampa. I think the game will be played, and I'll probably be wrong, I think the game will be played in the mid-20s in a very close game. But I'm leaning towards Tampa and home field and just – it's – they, they haven't beat anybody good. The thing is, is this is why I can't really pick Tampa. Part of my picking Tampa is the Cowboys did – the Cowboys look like they were playing a JV team in a practice game against Tennessee. Yeah. I don't know what to take out of that because I literally felt like I was watching a preseason football game. Then they played horrible against Washington, but I get maybe there wasn't 100% motivation on Dallas's side because they didn't feel like they were going in playing for a whole bunch in that game. But I just go off of – those two last games that I saw, and I'm like, there just doesn't feel like this team coming in playing good football. That being said, they're playing, I think, the worst team in the NFC to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I I could definitely see that. Based on so, record, that is correct, Mike. Yeah. 
Now, I know Gavin Dawson has kind of gone, hey, man, they're getting four guys back healthy that they've really missed a lot of. So Tampa's getting healthy at the right time. So you can look at it that way. I do think Leighton Vander Esch can help. I think uh, yeah, so are the Cowboys can help. Yeah. So, uh, you know. The I just, Oddish is. Right. The Oddish is another one that I considered for my X factor okay. is helping kind of settle down the offensive line. Oh, I know, that's huge. Yeah. I know you still might see some rotation, especially I'm curious how right tackle is going to work because Tyron struggled. He did. So I'm curious how I, that's going to work. I know you said you're you got a little bit shaken during this weekend watching yeah. football, but at the same time, I feel like you're going to be the most disappointed up at the whole station, not only our show, but so you have to feel really good about this I, game. I, I think the Cowboys are like discernibly better than Tampa Bay. And so if they lose this game outside of just like, I get it. You could argue, well, if they lose next week in San Francisco, I'll be disappointed. Sure. But like, I think if you lose tonight, I'll, I, I'll be super disappointed because I think you lost to an inferior team. I feel like that means you're stuck in the rut yet again, and obviously I hate Tom Brady. And what if, what if the Bucks go on to win the big game? Does that change anything? If, like, if, they, if, if there's Tom Brady, big game again, uh-huh, holding uh-huh. up the big game trophy, yeah. and you look back you and you go, hold on, does that Bowl. change That's the way fine. that I looked at it? I mean, they were they turned into the buzzsaw again. I, we just had a bad matchup. Then I guess you're saying, well, I should be better in the regular season, yeah, et cetera. I, I guess eventually like, well, that uh, might change, but that <laughs> takes too long yeah. to okay. like get over the anger. Is all this week, like starting tomorrow, yeah. you know what I won't be saying all week? I guarantee I won't be like, well, you know what? Now I think the Bucks are back and they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, Tampa Bay sucks. Gotcha. They're going to lose to San Francisco by 30 points and blah, 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 blah. And I'll probably have some unreasonable opinions. I apologize in advance if that happens. I, I I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I would also like to add a defensive X factor here. Kevin, based on your Ryan Jensen news and the fact that they've been kind of, the Buccaneers have been kind of messed up along the offensive line all season and up the middle of their offensive line. Oso Digizua. I think that, and and you can say, hey, you know, Neville Galmore told us early, Mike, in the in in training camp that they've been holding the, what San Francisco did to them. They carried that through the offseason. They got to prove that they're better up the middle. They're the more physical team up the middle. And I need Osa to provide that pressure. I need him to say, to say, hey, Tom Brady, I know you don't give up a lot of sacks because you get rid of the football pretty quickly. You're not going to have time. I'm blowing up whoever's in front of me. That's what I need from Oso Diggies. I think he's going to be an X factor in the way that the Cowboys pressure Tom Brady. It's going to be up the middle. And once you set that up early, that sets up Micah on the outside. Or, like I said earlier, you can bring Micah from the inside as well. Lots of different stunts. That's what they've loved to do all season long. I think in the middle is the best direction that they want to go. I did see somebody from the 817 said Turpin time uh, will be the X factor. He needs to create the short field. So when the uh, inevitable Dak pick, hey, hey, (laughs) I did not read all of that. I guarantee (sighs) Dak Prescott throws at least one interception tonight. I think he's going to be risk averse tonight. I don't think he's going to take really. Those. I think he's going to be like opposite of what we saw during the regular season when it comes to just letting it fly. I okay. think, he may, but I don't also don't want to see what I saw in Washington double clutch, scared to throw the whole time, guy. So I got to find some sort of balance between the guys. I think he's going to be very, very like I got to take care of the football tonight. There's no reason to give Tampa Bay, who's a bad offense, 
more opportunities okay. to, to have the Wouldn't football. That, that would be the first time, though, in almost two I months know. that he'd actually play that. Way. Okay, so do you think then, all right, does risk-averse change like the breakdown of pass versus run, or do you think it just lowers the riskiness of some of the past decisions? Yeah, I think it lowers the riskiness of okay. some of the past decisions. Okay. Hopefully. So you're not going with a guaranteed I can't guarantee one anything. interception Mm-mm. from the nine zero three. A lot of people, a lot of people are working today. What up, fellas? Tolo from birth. Wow. Okay. I'm welding today working. I have a lot of questions. I feel like what that is a young person. How long has the station been around, Kevin? Uh, 2002. 9 2010 yeah. is that right. and where are we now so 13 years 40, yeah maybe? 13 years old okay working his butt off trying to make the As get a well, car in the future i'm not saying it can't happen i just or they might just be like turning a phrase and i appreciate it nonetheless working at lockheed martin lecture electrical engineer nice Woo! yes i'm working today i'm making jewelry and then it's also mixed in with pollard and zeke need to take the pressure off of Dax. So wait why don't they get a woo the electrical engineer gets a woo but jewelry doesn't get a woo that is a great what point a Woo! sorry i didn't want to waste all my or use up all my wow woos. you hear Not that waste in there damn it yeah, yeah. use up all my woos in the first oh. segment you're right making jewelry is incredible all these are skills i do not possess i want to ask you guys a question we talk about the run game right there he talked about taking pressure off of Dak. If would you rather, and I know this is probably not going to happen both ways, would you rather both teams be running the ball good or both teams be running the ball bad? Bad. So that's better for the Cowboys if they're not running the ball well, but Tampa isn't running the ball well. I I honestly, and we talked about this some last week, I think if Tampa Bay is running the ball well, I think you're screwed. Like, I, I, I know as we learned, well, by just watching football, but you saw it again this weekend, is – if Tampa gets off running to a hot start, I'm going to be like, oh, crap. We're yeah. in a lot, lot I mean, of trouble. Looking at the highlights they're showing right now, obviously the Giants, I don't know all the overall stats, but Saquon Barkley played better than Cook. Yes. A whole bunch better. And, but, and you look, Tampa, it was a close game. And but. Tampa's literally the worst rushing football team in the league. So it's a reflection of yeah. them. If they're effective running the ball, I am very, very concerned. Yeah, the Cowboys need to get off the field. And if they are running, if Tampa's running the ball effectively, then they're not going to be able to get off the field on third down because Tom Brady on third down and short is going to be effective. Uh, I mean, that's just, he he understands the game too well. So I don't want them running the ball well tonight. I want bad run offensive run from them. From the 214. This is the tours operation manager at the star. I am working and we're having tours at the star today. What better way to get ready for the playoff game than by touring the home of the Cowboys. And then from the four, six, nine, I've actually seen this multiple times sprinkled throughout our feedback is Michael Gallup is the X factor. Need it. I mean, you you need Mike brought up Dalton Schultz, which that's your, that's your receiver opposite CD lamb. Yeah. That's the, that's the guy that's going to get the most, the most looks whenever things go wrong. But Gallup has to give you something to, to spread out that defense even more. Their safeties can't just sit there and say, hey, we got this part of the field covered. They have to be f- afraid of Michael Gallup. So I do think that Gallup can't. I don't think he's physically capable of doing anything this game. He's on grass, too. I, so I hate slower. saying that. Whoa. It's just like I'm not going to make the X-Factor uh, Xavier Rhodes yeah. or 
if we're bringing back Kevin Smith or Larry Brown, or, you know, like I mean, it's going to be bad. That, yeah, that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't imagine picking that to be good, and so I can see Dalton Schultz having seven catches for ninety-five yards and a touchdown. I just can't see Michael Gallup making an impact in this game. He just can't get open. And that's the interesting thing about it for Michael Gallup because if you if you use any indication of Week One, it seemed like Tampa was like kind of rolling coverage away from that single side receiver. So he, I mean, if that, you know, plays out the same, he will have opportunities one-on-one. So, I mean, if you feel like he isn't physically capable, that'll be really unfortunate because I do think that that might be an opportunity where you can really take advantage of Tampa. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Can't see Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, fellas. How's it going? I, it's, I'm excited. It's a game day. I am looking across the fan text and the Twitch, and there is a lot, a lot, a lot of concern, and I'm not sure if that's just regular playoff concern that your season could end today or if it's just more general Cowboys concern? Well, I would imagine a lot of that was uh, instigated by the performance against Washington to Stupid finish Washington off the game. season. Yeah. And then, and then just the, you know, recent playoff history. Uh, you know, everybody's attaching uh, what's happened in the past to this team. And, uh, you know, this particular team hasn't lost the playoff game yet. So, uh, but I think, uh, yeah, the pass kind of over, kind of hovers overhead of the Cowboys going into this game tonight. How much different, Mickey, is the Bucks team from the Bucks team we the Bucks team this tonight from the team we saw at the first game of the year? Well, the first game of the year we saw Leonard Fournette run for 127 yards. Right. If that happens again tonight, the Cowboys are going to lose. And. Since then, and I don't know when it occurred, but the Bucks finished dead last in rushing offense with like 76 yards a game. So that's changed. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned this before, that Tom Brady's thrown the ball 733 times yeah. this year. Yeah. 733, right? So does that, does that you know, do those things – you know, are are the, do they you know show up in this game, or do they go back to you know what they did in the opener to beat the Cowboys by scoring all of 19 points? Uh, so again, to me, if you can hold them to 19 points, you ought to be able to win the game uh, if this offense gets functioning the way we've seen for the majority of the season. I think I saw, in terms of health, I saw Trayvon Mullen with the illness is out, but yeah. it, it looks like everybody else or of the people that we know could be available are all good to go for tonight. Is that accurate? Yeah, everybody else that they had listed during the week uh, as, you know, limited or whatever, uh, they're all off the practice, the, the game day uh, status report. So they're all good to go. Yeah. Uh, So that's, uh, you know, that bodes well to have those guys back. And I would imagine uh, the Cowboys will make, I think they have until 3 o'clock today, 2 or 3, 
to do their roster elevations. Um, you know, Jonathan Hankins had been on IR. Uh, I would think he's good to go uh, if they in, indeed decide to do that. Uh, I got a feeling they'll elevate off the practice squad uh, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much uh, you know they will use him, but he'll he if he's activated, he'll be available and. They were, you know, kind of struggling on how they were going to set their 48-man roster because, uh, you know, if you do some of those things, they're going to have to release somebody. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of that, those discussions probably going down to the last minute uh, before they make those decisions. But from a health standpoint, yeah, I mean, they're, they're in better shape than uh, what Tampa Bay is with their uh, offensive line. Uh, the guy that had been starting all season, Robert Hainsley, Hainsley uh, is doubtful, but they've activated off of IR uh, their Ryan Pro Jensen. Bowl center, Ryan yeah. Jensen. Yeah. But he hasn't played a game in a year because he got hurt in training camp and he spent the whole season on IR. So the last game he would have played was a playoff game last year. Uh, but they can use him. Uh, and they've got, you know, it, it's pretty complicated because their their left guard, uh, Nick Leverett, uh, had been starting at guard, but he was kind of the backup center. Uh, but he's questionable going into this game also. So they've got some line movement that they're uh, trying to sort out uh, going into this game against the Cowboys. Mickey, when it comes to this Milwaukee Bucks defense. No, oh, stop it. My apologies, Kevin. They're <laughs> making fun of me, Mickey. I get why, though. That's fair. Well, when it comes to this defense, Todd Bowles is like he's he designed some very some very good stuff. What is where are they weak? What is the place that the Cowboys can take advantage of them? Well, uh, they're pretty aggressive uh, up front. Uh, and then the other thing they do is their linebackers are very active. Uh, with the, their speed, uh, and they'll drop them into coverage quite a bit uh, to try to create problems like throwing over the linebacker but inside the corner or the safety, yes. uh, and that sometimes creates problems. Uh, so to me, uh, there's no problem or, or no shame of nibbling underneath with the tight ends or the running backs throwing to them and make sure that that, that defense – is just not dropping back and guarding against uh, the big plays. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, you know, will they try to double him? They took him away in that opener, but that was really C.D.'s first game uh, as a number one receiver. They held him to two catches. Uh, so yeah. that means other guys have to step up. But if you remember in that opener, there was no Michael Gallup, right? Uh, so the Cowboys, if I remember correctly, the top three receivers, other than CD, it ended up Noah Brown and and Houston. Uh, so they're I, I think a little bit better than that with Gallup and T. Y. Hilton uh, able to help out uh, offensively. So again, uh, you got to protect you got to protect Dak uh, because they're certainly going to come after him. I guarantee you that. Uh, with their front and with some blitzes. Bowles has been known to be very, uh, very, very aggressive. Uh, and my understanding in that first game, they basically, with their secondary, played quarters. So they wanted everything underneath 
and with the linebackers dropping, uh, that creates some problems. So uh, running the football would be good if you're able to do that. Do you? I know the hype has been a little bit longer. Do you have a prediction for tonight's playoff game? Oh, with all this time, boy, I cooked up a doozy, right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I had been uh, on the website predicting Cowboys 27-22. Okay. I feel like. And the one thing that uh, it it looked like, you know, and who knows what prevails after we've watched these crazy playoff games the the first weekend. Uh, But Tampa Bay's only averaged 18 points a game. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, this great offense with Tom Brady has been functioning at a high level. Uh, I think one of the things the Cowboys have to be careful, uh, even though Fournette ran like he did against him in, in the opener, uh, he's been almost more effective catching passes underneath. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be careful with that. But a good thing is that Leighton Vander Esch is, is good to go. Uh, and so that'll help. So the big question for the Cowboys, I think, is what they do uh, on the offensive line and the cornerback position. Because when we left the Washington game, those were the two things going forward that I said, okay, that's got to be fixed. Uh, and we'll see what they do with their third corner, uh, you know, how they'll play that. Uh, and I think it's going to be different combinations and, you know, moving uh, Duran Bland outside, inside. And then they got to find another guy to step up. And, you know, who knows? It, it might have to be Xavier Rhodes, uh, at least the guys played in the league, uh, because they certainly weren't happy with how, uh, everything else that happened at the cornerback spot. And with Mackenzie Alexander, uh, you know, on the, on the practice squad, they don't have to list him as an injury guy. I don't know that, you know, he's ready to go. So that's got to be settled. Uh, and then, how are they going to play the offensive line? Uh, Tyler Biotish back. Will they will they finish the left side the way they finished the previous game um, with Tyler Smith at left guard and Peters at left tackle? Or will they put McGovern back in there or use McGovern, by the way, as the fullback? Mike McCarthy during the week made mention of a two-back offense. And that doesn't always mean uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard. Uh, they might want to use a fullback uh, to try to break up that front that's pretty good for Tampa Bay. And if they want to use him as a fullback, uh, then I think you got to have Peters at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard. So we'll see how they play that out. Well, we appreciate the insight. We're all looking forward to it. And rain or shine, we will talk with you tomorrow. It's it's uh, shining here today. It's a beautiful day in Tampa. Okay. Great. That's great to hear. I Go get it. some tilapia. <laughs> there you go. Mickey Spagnola <laughs> from DallasCowboys.com. He changed my mind. I'm changing my pick. First segment, 27-24 Tampa Bay. This segment, 30-20 Dallas. Is this going to be an evolution I don't throughout know. the show? Yeah, because okay. it's a coin flip game, but after okay. listening to Mickey, okay. I am now 30-20 to 20 Dallas. Okay. I, have, I flipped the score. I have one more positive stat for you. Maybe it'll be... Maybe, only one? Maybe my cha- maybe you'll okay. change my mind again. We have a again. whole day what about here? neutral stats? You... Well, I like that. You know what? That's a red stat Here is right a there. neutral stat. Nice. 
The Cowboys and Bucks have played twice in the playoffs before, but they have never played in Tampa Bay. So how's the game going to end up? Nobody knows. I, History tells us nothing. About I don't this. remember playing Tampa in the playoffs. Do you have the years they played? There's a good reason for that, Mike. The last time the Cowboys played the Bucks in the playoffs was 19 for the 1982 season. The Cowboys won 30 to 17. Good news about that, though, is Danny White played. Yes. Also, have, who is the quarterback for Tampa? Do you have the game? 19, I, I'll go. I'll look. It. Yes. It was so. It was January 9th, nineteen eighty three. So it was for the nineteen eighty two season. McDonald. Is the Cowboys made the NFC Championship game that year? So the last time they played Tampa in the playoffs, they made it to the NFC Championship game. Eighty two. Who won the? NFC in 82. It was, was one year 49ers old. was Philly. 81. Philly. Philly. Philly beat us in the playoffs? Yes, but remember. that was in the NFC Championship game. Wouldn't Would you accept that as the outcome to this season? Yes. If Philly wins the AFC champion, the you NFC lo- champion? You lose today or lose to Philly in the NFC Championship game. Yes. I want that. I want it bad. Come on, Corey. No, I don't want to lose. Stop it. I want to win but the big are, game. No, nope, no, no. You can't do that Those to are me. your only options. You lose tonight my world. or you lose My tonight. world says that. I, look, man. Man. Look, dude. It was I, Washington, by the way. My oh, first, okay, not Philly. Thank my you. first word was was Cowboys. All uh-huh. right? Like, that's, that's I, there's no way I'm going into this saying, hey, give me a loss in the playoffs. <laughs> there's no way, dude. We won't tell you it's because it was Oklahoma State. Second word was oh, Dorsett. We right? beat Dougie Fresh. Were Dougie Williams. Were sad about that? No, they were proud. Doug Williams in that game, he threw 28 passes. How many completions did Doug Williams have in his 28 passes in the 30-17 to 17 loss to Nine. the Cowboys? 15. You were close. 8 of 28. Oh, my goodness. For 113 yards, <laughs> a touchdown, the big game. three interceptions. Yeah, and then in the lead-up to the Super Bowl, wasn't that when, when somebody that. asked him, how long have you been a black quarterback? You remember that? That was a real thing that actually happened. Oh, since like I don't know when he started was, playing football. Yeah, like Danny White was twenty-seven of forty-five for three hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Interception. There are a lot more interceptions back. In the that day. is very true. Dak's just like, look, this is the way the this is the way football. When people really liked football, there were interceptions. Hold on, are you saying the interceptions, the strikeout now? And he's like, just lean into it. Yeah, you could strike out. You yeah. can intercept. He was the yeah. Joey we're gonna have Gallo to punt the ball Joey eventually, Gallo. anyways. <laughs> Dude, when that reporter date. wrote that question on his notepad, you think that one was written down, huh? <laughs> God, I, I'm hoping like I hope not. You know what? Yeah, he was hungover or still drunk and just showed up to the press conference, or like That's he left out with. some key words that would have made the question I don't know somewhat <laughs> he was, usable. He was nervous, he didn't know I what don't to know. say. That makes no sense. Yeah. At any point did Tampa think of throwing an easier pass than eight of twenty eight? Yikes. What in the world? That's what Tom Brady's going to do tonight. That Then we're definitely going to win. We're the KNC Masterpiece. 12 of 28. That I still think we're going to win. Coming up next, we will talk with former Texas Rangers pitcher, huge Tolo and Dallas Cowboys superfan, Mike Adams, right here on 105.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Former Texas Rangers pitcher Atolo and Dallas Cowboys superfan. It is Mike Adams. Good morning, sir. What's going on, Kevin? How you doing, man? We're doing good. I thought about also. He's also collecting those rings, coaching Little League Baseball. Nice. Oh, are you guys chomping out the other Little League teams out there? Uh, we, we, have a, we have a pretty good little squad, man. We, we, we hold our own, and uh, we, uh, we, we have collected quite a few rings. Told you, he's good at coaching. Man, what a humble, what a humble man, though. Mm-hmm. He was like, we got a pretty good squad. We dominate the little kids out there. <laughs> Is it 11 you? What are you coaching right now? What age? We are twelve U. Twelve U. Okay. Yeah. Is it funny whenever you, they lose and they they throw the they throw their gloves in the dirt and kick their kick their gloves around? Do you, do you laugh at them or are you like nah? That's, they're gonna you do something different with them? No, I prohibit any kind of equipment throwing. They they know that they they a few of them have learned the hard way uh, what happens when when you throw a helmet or you throw a glove or something like that. Because then they go for two, you so. lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that not in reference to Bosa? I'm sorry. I, I just assumed that was in reference to Bosa. Now, now, Mike, you you went. To, where is Sitton, Texas? By the way, it's down by Corpus Christi, so oh. it's uh, probably about 20 miles uh, north of Corpus Christi. All right. How then? Because between Corpus Christi and Dallas is Houston. How did you become a Cowboys fan in that time? So my, I was basically born into it. My parents were. We're Cowboys fans, so I, uh, you know, every time we were watching football on Sunday, everybody was cheering for the Cowboys. So, so it just, uh, just kind of happened that way. How happy or mad do you get with a Cowboys win slash loss? Uh, my wife always says that my day is basically based on how they do on, on the weekend. Um, so, I get frustrated with them. Um, you know, when they win, depending on how they win, I mean, I'm very realistic on, on how they win and stuff like that, you know. Um, and uh, But, yeah, it will ruin my day. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes for all of us, Kevin. Like, I think you could agree, like, tomorrow. I guess Mike's going to be in charge of the show tomorrow. <laughs> if tomorrow's going to be a wild show, is he might bring up the Cowboys in the opening segment, but then it will, like, go in a totally different direction. And me and Corey will just be pouting over here. Yeah, I don't like to pout. All right. <laughs> The and who was like then was like Troy Aikman was that your was that your era of loving the Cowboys then was that where you grew up with? Yeah, so I it started off with Danny White and then uh you know then then Troy and then were probably my high school years. Uh, so me and Mike Steve Palu are there about but... the same age. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the same uh, same predicament as I guess all all you guys as far as you know you know having that winning early in our lives and then. Uh, you know, ever since then, it's just it's been disappointment after disappointment. The you pitched in the World Series for the Rangers. I mean, you were there for some some massive games. Is it different? Like, it, it, like explain the preparation process, your mentality. Because Mike's explained the bullpen. The bullpen life is different, and uh, and that's like you experienced that. But even still, you like knowing that that game means so much more. An elimination game is different. Can you kind of describe the feeling going up to it, and even on game day, how you how you changed your preparation or how you kept it the same? 
Well, preparation-wise, it was always the same. I tried to be as uh, consistent as possible with, with how I approached uh, you know, every single game. You know, I, I try not to change something based on you know, what type of game it was or anything like that. But that being said, every, you know, once the postseason came around, every game was a lot different than a regular season game. I mean, every mistake was just so much more heightened. Uh, every run meant so much more. Um, you know, and, and, and it just the, the, the roller coaster of emotions and waves was just so much, so much more heightened, I guess, than it was in the regular season. In the regular season, you make a mistake, eh, you made a mistake, you know, move on. You know, it, it, it might cost you the game. Does it, does it matter? Yes, but it's 162 of them. So it wasn't as big a deal. But then once you get to the playoffs, it's like you said, it's, it's you know, you're pretty much, you, you, you know, sudden, basically, even though it's a, it's a series of seven, whatever, I mean, it's pretty much still sudden death. So, I mean, it, it's a big difference between the playoffs and, and regular season. In my mind, I've always been curious about this. Did you ever have to tell a teammate with that in mind to calm down because they would, like, run in and be like, we're in the World Series. Can you believe it? And you're like, I know we're in the effing World Series. Stop telling me that all the time. It was probably me that they were probably having to <laughs> calm down a little bit. Uh, no, but, it, you know, I mean, we all we all knew what, what was at stake and what we were doing. And you know, so we, nobody had to be reminded of, of, you know, the intensity and stuff like that. I mean, I guess – Every now and then, yes, you you were saying, "Hey, it's just, you know, stay calm, try to relax, uh, stuff like that." And that was mainly towards maybe a couple a couple younger guys. Um, but but for, for me also, I mean, that was my first time being in the playoffs that, that year with with Texas, and uh, so those first couple of games it kind of took me a little bit to adjust and just kind of calm my own nerves a little bit. Mike, help me out here because this is how I fandom. As a fan, <laughs> I get really mad at my team if they don't win the game and figure out how to win the game. As a player, I gave the other guys credit, as in it was easier for me to go, heck yeah, man, that was a tough matchup. That dude got a double or or they were able – that guy uh, pitched you know, a good game. I didn't pitch well enough to beat him. They're, they're good too. It, it happens. You lose uh, and, and you win and you give the other team credit. As a fan, I'm like, screw that. How come we didn't do this? Make more three-pointers or figure out a way how to get the first down. Dang it. Yeah, I mean, so with basketball, I kinda, I've watched basketball as a fan. Football, I do watch it as a fan, but I'm also I, I for some reason I feel like I relate a little bit better, um, you know, knowing like you know just the difficulty of, of what they're doing and uh, you know how hard it is to accomplish some stuff. So there's times where I'm like, man, like how how do you not make that pass? Well, I'll tell you what, with with Dak, it's like a lot of times I'm like, how the hell do you not make that pass? How, how are you throwing the ball behind him? How are you not hitting that? I, I'm probably a little bit rougher on Dak than I am the rest of the guys, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I try to I try to watch it from a, a, an athlete's perspective and, and try to you know take it in. Okay, you know, I, I realize the difficulty, um, but then there's times where I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, that's all, that's all of us, dude. <laughs> I think you're right, but I I I was trying to process it from your perspective. <laughs> like if a reporter goes, hey. Why didn't you spot your slider better? Like, if you're probably going to be like, "What the hell did you think I was trying to do, dude? Come on!" Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's a fact. I mean, it's not. Yes, we're we're supposed to do it, and most of the time we did we did we were able to do it. You know, spot where ones we go, but there are times where you know you're going to miss you're going to miss your spots, and, and it's like, well, why why'd you do that? I mean, I'm sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. You know, it's just uh, it happens. 
Did you say the same thing to yourself up on the mound? Did you immediately say, what the hell? And then go to, or start a press conference and maybe like, look, guys, I know your question. I was also thinking, what the hell on that pitch? I got nothing for you. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was pretty good about being uh, honest with myself and, and with reporters on, on when I screwed up or stuff like that. You know, I, I was able to take accountability um, for my mistakes. And uh, you know, I think that's what helped me with my career was once I was able to do that, you know, I was able to take my career to to uh, the next step and the next level, and and you know, be a little bit more successful. Once I I was able to, you know, take accountability and, and realize, hey, you know, when you messed up, you messed up, move on. You know, it is what it is. They they get paid a lot of money too, um, you know, and and just it helped me help me relax, I guess, a little bit. All right, so I'm gonna. Add, there are two separate people I'm gonna ask for information here. All right, so Dak Prescott has. First, uh, first series doesn't look that great. What advice would Mike Maddox give to Dak Prescott after the first series if things don't, if things are kind of shaky? Well, he come up to Dak, put his hand on his shoulder, cover his mouth, and probably say, "Look in the stands and look at that, and see what's going on over here." Just he'd tell you some off the wall stuff, and you'd look at him like, "What the heck are you talking about?" Because it'd be it'd be something that had nothing to do with the game. And it was, it was more of a, a psychological thing with, with Mike as far as, hey, get your mind off of it, relax, go out there, have fun. And, uh, and then he walk away and you look at the person next to you and you're like, are you serious? <laughs> and, uh, and then you, you'd somehow, you, it, it would work out, it'd, it'd work out perfectly. And get that guy out. See, yeah, I like the idea that he's walking up and he gives you like his breakdown about the Avatar sequel and compares it to the first one. You're like, what are we even talking about? And then tonight, tonight, if if Ron Wash, if Wash was out there giving the the pregame speech for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, with as many bleeps as you want, uh, you got to oh say the bleeps gosh. though. You have to say yes. the bleeps. Don't how, say the word. How would how would Wash prepare the Cowboys for tonight's game? Without the, without the cuss word, uh, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I can't do it because every other word is going to be a mf. Uh, but uh, redacted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't do it because it, it won't slip. But I it'll. I mean, but it'll, it'll inspire you to run through a wall, right? Yes, it, it, it'll be. It'll be very, very inspirational. Uh, it'll be very heartfelt, and uh, he, he would. He would make you feel like you know what we are about to do this. Well, Mike Adams, what's going to be the final score tonight? I said 27-24 yeah. Tampa Bay in the first segment. That Mickey uh, Spagnola made me change it to 30-20 to 20 Dallas. So what's the score of this game? Man, I was thinking 28-20 Cowboys. Okay. I like it. That's close to yours, Mike. What do you think, Double Mike? Mike. I, like I don't know if Mike's uh, a jinx like Derek Holland is. If Derek picks the Cowboys, then we're in trouble. Okay, yeah. He's bad at gambling. <laughs> Me too. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm in, I'm in a, a, you know, a pick em league with, with Sandler, and my thing is I always – I can't ever pick against the Cowboys no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's just – I just uh, – like, even if I know that they're probably going to lose, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't help my confidence. Like no, I'm no very that doesn't confident. help my confidence at all. No, You're I'll like, trust Mike I'll Adams. pick them even if they're going to lose. He's like Nate Newton. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> thank you very much, good sir. Best of luck to all of us tonight. We'll catch up with you again soon. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye, Mike. All right. Are you yeah. going to downgrade your prediction? 
Mike Bassett because he said, I will pick the Cowboys. Is this how no Mike's going to be what? all day long That's where he just fluctuates know. based on who's, who's calling in? 24-23. Dallas. Okay. All right. <gasps> Dallas is still up, but right. it's getting tighter. It is getting okay. close. It is Mike weird. is like the live line right now. Two out of three Dallas Cowboys <laughs> right now. Don't forget, we have George Teague at 1220 today, so they can change even more for you. Oh, it man. Get, maybe it goes back up based on what George Teague feels. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's Corey's favorite time of year because it's time for some playoff porridge. I love porridge. The legend of Brock Purdy continues to grow. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.